The special edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast deals with mature subject matter. If you are below the age of 18, I strongly suggest you not listen. Also, if you are easily offended by talk of prostitution and or sex, I definitely suggest that you uh, don't listen to this edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast, but we have plenty of good ones coming up, or if you haven't Listen to some of the ones we've done in the past. By all means, check that out, too. But this edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast deals with a mature subject matter. And we definitely want to warn you that uh, it is something that uh, is very entertaining, but at the same time deals with mature subject matter. Okay? Thanks. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Politically Incorrect Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. We have a special show for you this week. It's on politics and porn stars. My special guest is an award-winning adult film producer and director and good friend, Glenn King. Now, before we get to Glenn, let's talk about what's going on in the headlines. President Donald Trump remains mad at special prosecutor Bob Mueller As you know, by now, the FBI has legally entered the offices and hotel room of Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, in the attempt of seizing some documents and evidence that is coming at the request of Deputy AG Ron Rosenstein. Now, the search warrant that was carried out by the Public Corporation Unit of the United States Attorney General's office in Manhattan sought information about Karen McDougal. Now, She's a former Playboy model who claims she carried on nearly a year-long affair with Mr. Trump shortly after the birth of his young son, Barron, in 2006. Now, Ms. McDougall was paid the sum of $150,000 by a company called American Media Incorporated, the Inquirer's parent company whose chief executive is a friend of Mr. Trump's. Now, agents were also searching the office and hotel room for lawyer Michael Cohen's information related to Stephanie Clifford, who we've said, of course, is better known to uh, those in the industry as Stormy Daniels, a porn film star, who also said she had sex with Mr. Trump while he was married. Now, Mr. Cohen acknowledged that he paid $130,000 to Ms. Clifford as part of a non-disclosure agreement to secure her silence days before the 2016 presidential election. As you know, this set off President Trump um, pretty bad. I mean, he clearly is upset with Mueller uh, going after Michael Cohen and whether or not he attempts to fire him in the next few days is uh, definitely up in the air. Now, senators on the Hill will be drafting a bill today, and today is Wednesday, um, to try to make it illegal for Trump to fire Mueller. But that remains to be seen if he'll even make it to the floor. Many GOP, many key, excuse me, GOP senators say the president would never fire Mueller. But, uh, you know, stay tuned on that one. We, we certainly don't know, and this is a pretty volatile situation. Meanwhile, President Trump tweeted that uh, Russia and Syria better watch out because we're going to be using our new and really cool missiles on them. So much for tipping our hands on what we're going to do in Syria. Again, keep 
stay tuned on that one. Finally, by the time you hear this podcast, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan will likely have made the announcement he will not be um, seeking re-election in 2018. He's going to be leaving D.C., which leads a vacuum at the Republican Party as to who would be the speaker if they hold on to power and uh, who would be the minority leader in the case they don't. Uh, there is a list a mile long on who might replace Paul Ryan, and uh, it's don't... Uh, don't expect any easy thing on this one, folks. This is going to be a battle royale, no question about it. Well, before I get a chance to talk with Glenn King, let me tell you about Sling TV, okay? Sling TV is America's number one live television streaming service. And I'm here to tell you that I am proud to be a slinger. That's right. Slinging is about breaking norms and connecting people with TV that satisfies through choice and control at a reasonable price. It is a way of life. Anyone can be a slinger. I invite my friends to enjoy the choice and control that only Sling TV can offer. Hey, millions are doing it, folks. You want freedom, right? Well, Sling gives you the freedom and the choice to craft just the right package that fits your interest. If you're a newsie, you've got CNN, you've got MSNBC, you've got Bloomberg, you've got CNBC, you've got HLN, You've got BBC World. That's just to name a few. If you're a sports person, hey, no problem there. You've got the ESPN family of networks, Fox Sports Networks, NBC Sports Network, and much, much more. Lifestyles, HGTV, Food Network, Travel Network, Lifetime, Entertainment. There you go. You got TNT, TBS, USA, Comedy Central, A&E, plus much, much more. Multiple languages, no problem. Sling has 22 different languages at the lowest price on the market anywhere. So give Sling TV a try today. I will bet that you're going to be a slinger just like me for a very, very long time. So go to sling.com. That's sling.com and check out how to be a slinger today. So now you know about uh, Sling. Let's introduce you to our guest. He is Glenn King. Glenn and I. I've been friends now for about four years. We uh, worked together at Playboy Radio on Sirius XM. I was on the morning show as a political analyst as well as a sports contributor. Glenn had a show with Aiden Starr on, uh, in prime time, and uh, we became buddies back then, and we have stayed friends since. Now, Glenn, you know Stormy Daniels. Uh, you are aware of a number of um, wonderful and talented women who are involved in the adult industry. Um, seems that a lot of people were surprised that Stormy Daniels was a very poised and very uh, savvy uh, woman with regard to business and her ability to, um, to speak articulately uh, in the 60 minute interview. Uh, she, a lot of people gave her higher grades than Betsy DeVos, who um, is the secretary of education. Is it a bit of a um, unfair rap that uh, women in the adult industry these days uh, are definitely smarter and um, are quite uh, talented business women, many of whom have um, college degrees and in some cases advanced degrees? Yeah, I, w I would always say to people, you know, if you work for a large corporation, 
then you're going to have a variety of people that work there. I worked for AT&T back in the day. I worked for Verizon, uh, mm -hmm. which was GTE at the time. Mm -hmm. I worked for a lot of large corporations and there were people in that corporation who had, you know, who were a little older, who had been around and were wise. Mm -hmm. There were, there were young people who were just starting out who were smart, but not experienced. There were, um, underprivileged people. There were people who came from, you know, difficult upbringings and were trying to mm -hmm. do something with themselves. You know, you get all types and the adult film industry is that way. Stormy is a great example you know, she's not the only one like that in our industry. There are quite a few, mm -hmm. but Stormy is—I believe she's in her thirties. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. he is a director. She mm -hmm. she lives somewhere outside of Hollywood, I believe, in Texas. Mm -hmm. She uh, uh, competes, or I, or I believe she used to compete doing horseback riding events. Mm -hmm. Or uh, certainly, she has a farm out there with horses. Mm -hmm. She's married. And there are quite a few like Stormy, uh, you know, a good percentage of performers are are married with kids and just trying to live normal lives. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got college degrees in a lot of cases. Uh, quite frankly, it's a great place to work. You can set your own hours. You are an independent contractor who can decline to do any job that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, you can enjoy your work. I would say that, you know, 90 something percent of the women very much enjoy doing what they do. And the pay is quite, quite good. You know, if, if you have to choose between being a entry level secretary or working in some kind of a, a low end retail environment, mm -hmm. working in adult film can, can be a lot more lucrative and the smart ones actually put away some money and, and can sort of build for a future. But granted, what you see most of the time when you when you see a porn star is the 19-year-old that just got in the business and, mm -hmm. you know, is, is just out of control in a lot of cases, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when a girl first arrives in the business, in a lot of cases, yeah, they're from a small town or from a rough upbringing. They don't come with a lot of money. Now, this is some cases, not all of them, but right. but some of them, and they live in a model house for their first year. That's where they, you know, it's very low end. Um, it's you know, they might live in a nice house, but it doesn't cost very much. Their agent mm -hmm. usually provides them with that place to live, and it's like a dorm, <laughs> you know. But is there that much difference between an eighteen-year-old girl in college partying every night with her sorority? or an 18-year-old girl living in a model house partying every night with a bunch of other models. If you were to to put your little spyglass on your 18-year-old sorority girl, in a lot of cases, you wouldn't be really thrilled with what you see her doing with her spare time. Right. You know, So when people say, oh, yeah, but don't they do a lot of drugs? It's like, well, they smoke a lot of weed for sure, but what 18-year-old doesn't? You know, so there's a misperception of our industry. I, the, I usually like to work with girls that are 27 and up. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, you find that they're great. They've got a lot going on in their lives. And, mm -hmm. and you know, they're not that stereotype that you see mm -hmm. in the, what was that movie with Dirk Diggler? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the porn industry does not really look like Boogie Nights. Right. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Um, the... Um... The thing with uh, the Stormy Daniels situation, we were talking about this, you and I, uh, earlier this week, and that is um, 
the opportunity where politicians or people of power uh, find themselves more often than not, if they choose to, in an area where uh, young ladies uh, who are in the adult industry are not uh, not at all shy to um, to go and to speak to them. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> so I grew up in Dallas, and the Dallas Cowboys, when they were winning the Super Bowls back in 92 and 93, right. suddenly Jimmy one Johnson. day had this shocking revelation to the world that they had a house called the White House where players were partying with strippers and mm-hmm. doing drugs and and being decadent. And people were shocked to see behind the curtain and find out that this mm-hmm. is what my favorite football player does. Shocked. Right. I can remember listening to the sports announcers just talking about how Michael Irvin, we thought he was a good guy, but now look at him. Well, that's the, here's the thing. That's the real world. That's mm-hmm. the actual world that we live in. Mm-hmm. When you see your favorite celebrity talking about what a great church going person that he is mm-hmm. and, you know, just talking about how he doesn't watch porn, that's usually a lie. Most, I would say a strong percentage of celebrities um, love porn and the top porn stars, if they were to show you their DMs on Twitter or on Instagram, you would be amazed at the number of celebrities that are in there. I myself uh, have been contacted numerous times by various athletes and celebrities and so on. And, um, uh, uh, you know, I've had all kinds of celebrities on my sets. You know, mm-hmm. We usually keep it very much on the down low and quiet, but they, they love mm-hmm. it. I've got one celebrity i haven't talked to him in a few months but he was he used to watch my snapchat very famous celebrity i'm one i'm a huge fan of his um and he would see a girl on my snapchat and contact me and and uh, and say hey can you give me this girl's phone number and then i would usually ask the girl and say yeah sure you know we can do that so the concept of a porn star and a politician getting together is not a foreign one um certainly we have uh, the illustration of of anthony weiner so weiner was was sexting with a porn girl or with a cam artist of some sorts and, right. and that all she exposed him and then she went on to actually expose several more politicians that had been uh, sexting back and forth with her so it's very common you know very common in fact I wish I could name names, but I certainly have talked to various porn stars about a variety of politicians and friends of politicians who have contacted them. And it's funny if you wanted to really know the inside about any. I think we have a Netflix. I think we have a Netflix series here, Glenn. If you could get these girls to talk, but you know that's the problem is is that there's sort of a code of ethics. Right. You know, the girl that exposed Anthony Weiner, um, she violated the code of ethics, and it, it's, it probably affects her career and standing among the other girls. Mm-hmm. The girl that outed Tiger Woods many years ago right. violated a big, big protocol right there because there are many h- girls who are high-end escorts providing uh, not just sex but companionship to these guys, celebrities. Right. And the biggest 
service they offer is confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So these girls can't really talk about it, but it's so common. I mean, I can tell you this. Um, I used to go to a lot of concerts with porn stars. Mm -hmm. Only one time, once of, let's say, 50 concerts, did I not get to go backstage uh, and did the, was the singer not interested in meeting the porn star? I can tell you who the one guy is. Okay. Uh, it's Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi John. had no interest in meeting the porn stars. We talked to his people and said, hey, you know, we got uh, these girls with us. Do you want us to bring them back? And they said, nope, Bon Jovi doesn't do that. Not interested. Only time. Well, there you go. John Bon Jovi, the Jersey boy. That's right. Right outside, right outside of Philadelphia. It was a great concert, though. Yeah. It was a funny thing because we were with, um, you know, I, I had three porn stars with me. Mm-hmm. And I was with one girl up in the fourth row or so. And the girl, there were two girls that were with us, that, but they were 30 rows back or so. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls had a crisis and said, I got to go. I got to leave right now. These girls tend to do that. And so then one of our girls was stuck back there by herself and she was mm-hmm. getting sort of hit on and pawed and not having a good time. So, so I switched places with her. And so, you know, then I'm back in seats that were nowhere near as good as I should have been. And I mentioned to the security guard what happened to me. And he said, well, that's just a terrible story, but you're a good guy for switching places with her. So he put me in the handicap section Mm -hmm. and I had a blast. I mean, is there anything with regard to, um, has Congress since the Trump administration come in? Has, I mean, we have Pence who is, a very, very conservative, Bible-thumping type guy. Have you found that things have gotten a little, you know, more restricted since uh, the administration has come in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we have a problem that's just come up. And, and, you know, first, let me just finish a thought from before. Ahead, that sure. I, and that's that the Stormy Daniels story is very legitimate and very real. I don't know that the specifics in terms of – I do know Stormy, or at least we, we certainly have mm-hmm. met each other and worked on the same set. Um, I, and I don't have any knowledge of her specifics, but right. I can tell you that as somebody who's been around the industry, been around a lot of celebrities, been around a lot mm-hmm. of situations like that, her situation is not unusual at all, and it's very believable from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what this administration has done so far, it's interesting because under the last Republican administration, the George W. Bush administration, we had a lot of restrictions that popped up. You know, they had what they called an obscenity task force. Mm-hmm. And so they were going after large companies and arresting uh, the, the people within the company on obscenity mm-hmm. charges. And, and so people would – your natural question is going to be, well, what is – what's obscenity? Like what is the law? Mm-hmm. Obscenity is the most – one of the most ambiguously written laws in the, in the world or at least in the country. Mm-hmm. The way the obscenity law is written, you don't know if you've committed a crime until a grand jury looks at it. It basically just says it is illegal to produce or distribute obscenity, and then – Obscenity is just defined as whatever uh, a local community would find obscene. So if you make something that is questionable, 
the district attorney, what they've done in the past is that they would just order a DVD of yours, have it delivered to a town in Alabama, and then arrest you and, and, um, and say this crime was committed in Alabama. And then you go before a, a grand jury in Alabama who then says, well, we find this obscene or we don't find this obscene. Mm-hmm. So Even though you didn't produce it in Alabama. Correct. Absolutely. And and then they actually got a little bolder with uh, John Stagliano and Evil Angel, and they said, mm-hmm. you didn't even ship this to Alabama, but somebody in Alabama went on the internet and watched your trailer. And so therefore, that affects the local community standards, so we're going to try you in Alabama. It was pretty scary. And what we did in the industry to avoid being prosecuted for obscenity was we just had guidelines that a group of lawyers put together that you know mm-hmm. they had discussed with the Justice Department and basically said, hey, if you don't produce or distribute the following things, we think you're safe. Don't do anything mm-hmm. with violence or blood or fisting or incest or bestiality or scat. If you don't mm-hmm. know what scat is, look it up. Look I'm it up. Gonna... We're not getting into it right here. I'm not getting into that here. You, you avoid those things, you traditionally would have been not prosecuted for obscenity. Under the Bush administration, especially at the end, they prosecuted uh, Max Hardcore, who ended up in prison. They mm-hmm. prosecuted Evil Angels, Don Stagliano. They prosecuted a um, a guy named Rob Black, who ended up in prison. Stagliano did not end up in prison, and part of the reason why is that during the middle of his trial, um, a Democrat won the presidency. And Obama disbanded the obscenity task force. So at the time, they were in the middle of the prosecution. So he sort of gutted it, and he reprioritized people. And and when it got to trial, they ended up having all the charges dismissed. And part of the reason was that stuff didn't work. <laughs> you know, like the right. the trailers didn't play. They were trying to prosecute them based on trailers, but they couldn't get the trailers to play in front of the jury. Stuff like that got the case dismissed. So we were worried that under a new Republican administration, they would they would um, start up the, the task force again. That hasn't happened yet. We hope it doesn't continue. It doesn't happen. It will be interesting if it does, because during the eight years that Obama was in office, mm-hmm. porn companies got bolder and bolder. I mean, if no one was prosecuting them, then you may mm-hmm. as well push the envelope. And now you see incest in like... Forty percent of everything being made these days is mother, daughter, mother, son, daddy, daughter. Let's let's right. let's let's qualify this by saying it's it is actually not incest. It's so, fantasy. Right. Okay, it's role playing yeah. and it's fantasy. Yes. Um, the government Just has want to make sure they get that straight. Right. It's not. We do not have brothers and sisters performing together. Actual actresses. Good. Right. Good point. Uh, the government's chosen not to prosecute those on obscenity charges yet, but that is something of concern. I, I've, you know, I'm a guy who speaks at the AVN convention every year. Mm-hmm. I, I manage a lot of seminars for them, or or panels. Um, mm-hmm. I I usually try to get some lawyers on my panel to discuss these things, mm-hmm. and it's something that the lawyers have said. If you're making those videos, you should probably put some thought into that. <laughs> Um, as to what's going to happen and have some legal representation because things could change quickly. And of course, violence in our videos has gotten somewhat out of control during that time as well. 
There was a major incident a few weeks ago where two girls did a YouTube video and talked about their experience making a rough video where the, the guy started off by walking in and punching the girl in the face. And, and that may be something that the government decides to prosecute for obscenity charges at some point. I, I hope they don't prosecute that based upon obscenity charges, but I do want to see uh, um, other ways to regulate those things. I mean, a porn set is a work environment, just like any other work environment. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody uh, signs a release form that says, I, I do not hold anybody liable for what happens to me today does not mean it's okay to physically attack them. And we're going to start seeing, you know, I mean, we live in a free enterprise society, uh, so this will get resolved on its own because these girls or other girls will sue the producer Mm -hmm. for what happened to them on set. And when when they start getting these judgments against producers that'll put them out of business, that that'll change things. And that's why you don't need obscenity prosecutions. What you need are to just give people the right to sue when they when you do something that crosses the line. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of obscenity prosecution. I'm very much in favor of free speech. I don't like videos that have incest and I don't like uh, fa- fantasy incest and I don't like videos that are violent. Uh, at the same time, I think that everyone should have the right to tell a story, you know, in, in using uh, imagery to tell a story, using a movie to tell a story. That's what I tried to do. Well, the Me Too movement, I'm sure will uh, hopefully get involved in that aspect as well, because you definitely don't want people to get hurt um, in circumstances where, um, as you say, just because um, you've given a person the license to um, uh, to take something creatively to its furthest point doesn't necessarily mean you have to take it to its furthest point. Right. And the Me Too movement is happening in porn. We're seeing a lot of porn girls speak out about their experiences, and, and, and a lot of them have had some horrible experiences with producers. Now, we do have a problem that the government has, has created. The new Republican administration has put something together called FOSTA-SESTA. And it, it, it probably started – like Yeah, it would be nice. I'd like to, I'd like to get in some FOSTA-SESTA today. Um, but, but it is something that is dramatically reshaping the industry right now. It only was signed, I believe, uh, eight days ago. Mm-hmm. It, it, excuse me. It wasn't signed. It was passed eight days ago. And I think Trump only has two more days to sign it, actually, before it becomes an automatic veto. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to sign it. Most people think he's going to sign it, but we'll see what happens. But here's the thing. Um, the bill was put in place to basically stop sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is a horrible thing. Nobody in the in the world is as much against it as those of us in the adult industry i mean that's something Mm -hmm. that we most of us in the adult industry or almost all of us in the adult industry try to do things legally and by the books and we would have nothing to do with girls who are forced into Mm -hmm. basically sex slavery or performing you know underage girls being forced into prostitution is Mm -hmm. very different from a company who says hi there i i'm casting for a performer in my new video and i'm willing to pay a thousand dollars for your performance two different things but the problem is the bill doesn't distinguish between adult performing and and sex trafficking and what it basically does is it makes it um illegal for someone to uh have a website where content is posted that advertises 
uh, prostitution. So, you know, if so, so like Backpage, it was aimed at Backpage. So for a long time, uh, prostitutes and escorts have been posting on Backpage. Hey, you know, I'm hi, I'm a hot Asian girl, and here's my rates, and you can contact me at this phone number, and here's a picture of myself. That's what it's intended for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is in every state except California and New Hampshire, they don't distinguish between prostitution and um, and porn. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you have a website where you aggregate, like I don't know what Pornhub is going to do, for example, mm-hmm. but if if somebody goes and posts a video of themselves on Pornhub and it somehow implies that they'll have sex, I guess, for money, then the Pornhub would be held responsible for it. But even worse than that is it, I guess if you don't imply it, I mean, you just have a video of yourself and your, your husband having sex or your wife, whatever that could be interpreted in any state besides California and New Hampshire as prostitution in some way, if there was money exchanged. And then not only are the, you know, the people who posted going to be liable, but the people who hosted are going to be liable. So that would be Pornhub and, and, um, so for, you know, the wide reaching effects have started happening so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Craigslist shut down their entire personal section. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? So, I mean, you want to talk about free speech. Most of what's on Craigslist's personal section is people trying to, lonely people trying to meet each other. Mm-hmm. That can't be a bad thing. But because they're concerned that prostitutes would have a way of using their site um, through personals to advertise their services, then the, the Craigslist feels like they are now doing something against the law under these new regulations. And so they shut down their whole, their whole personal section. I mean, this is awful, but also you got to distinguish between sex trafficking and, and high end escorts or regular escorts. I personally am in favor of legalizing prostitution. I think it's a good thing. I don't have any problem with it. But most prostitution that occurs is simply two adults that want to get together and have sex and are fully consensual. And nobody was forced to be there. Nobody was sex trafficked. So it's not really sex trafficking. It's going after it's it's really all of prostitution. And that's a little bit frightening. You know, that's Orwellian when you start really pushing into that. Yeah. So, all right, Glenn, thanks a lot for everything. Why don't you give us your social media, how to find you? Sure. And um, uh, I'm Glenn King XXX on social media. Please, if you are not an adult, don't go follow me, but I'd love to have everybody else. Uh, uh, so I'm Glenn King XXX on Twitter. And then on Instagram, I'm Glenn King underscore XX. There's two N's in Glenn. And uh, if you go to uh, meanworld.com, that's kind of my portal site. It's got links mm-hmm. to a lot of my stores and and all the various uh, things that that I do. Uh, Well, we'll be linking it. We'll link it all in the uh, show box below so that people will be able to find it for you. That's great. And and if I could just explain it this way, if you ask, you know, just pick a random sampling of guys in a room and you said, hey, how many of you guys want to be tied up by a mistress and whipped and spanked? Mm -hmm. I think maybe you'll get one if he's being honest to raise his hand. Right. But if you ask him, well, how many of you would like to have just like a smokingly hot, gorgeous woman 
just throw you down on the ground and rip your clothes off of you and use you uh, for her sexual pleasure, you're going to have like nine out of every 10 people raise their hand, right? Pretty much everybody raises their hand in the room. That is what we do at meanbitches.com. It's not your traditional uh, bondage and spanking and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It was sort of modeled after Catwoman from the Batman series, who 1960s Batman series, who would basically vamp her way into getting whatever she wanted for Batman from Batman, mm -hmm. you know. And he would sit there, sort of confused, and and the music would be playing the succubus music in the background, mm -hmm. and and it's just this. That's the reality of our lives. All of us sort of do whatever the girl wants us to do when we are aroused sexually, and that's what mean bitches is about so if that's something that is of interest to to the to you the listener of this show go check it out and see what i mean there's free trailers on the site again please don't go if you're underage but go check it out and see and you'll find a completely different approach to female domination well that brings to close yet another edition of the politically incorrect podcast you know if you haven't already subscribed then first of all shame on you second of all it's very easy to do, and it is free. That's right, free. You can go to the iTunes store where we are part of the Apple Podcast family. Happy to be part of the Apple Podcast family. You can go to Google Play. You can also go to Blog Talk Radio, or if you're one of the 35 million people on the planet who have downloaded the Stitcher app, well, then all you have to do is search the Politically Incorrect Podcast, and bingo, we're part of your Stitcher family. And finally, and certainly not, you know, last but not least category, if you're one of the 175 million people worldwide, myself included, who downloaded the TuneIn app, well, all you have to do again, search the Politically Incorrect Podcast, hit favorites, and each week you will get the newest edition of the Politically Incorrect Podcast sent to either your tablet or your phone or both. Okay, so. Five places to get it. It's free, easy to do. Please go out and subscribe today. All right? Okay. Well, special thanks to our guest, Glenn King, joining us, talking about porn stars and politics. And next time on the Politically Incorrect Podcast, we're going to go out to California, to Florida, and also to Texas as we start talking again to candidates who are running for the House, the Senate, and key races throughout the country as we look at whether or not the blue wave will hit Washington in 2019. Until then, I'm Jim Williams for the Politically Incorrect Podcast saying have a wonderful and safe weekend.